You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it says at the start, this is Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. There is no game today to talk about, and we talked about the uh, Clippers yesterday in the wake of the Kluber injury. So today we're going to bounce around a bit. We're going to look at uh, the the Akron Upper Ducks, look at the prospects down there and how they're playing. We're going to kind of look at the Cleveland Indians and their stat performers this uh, this year, some interesting numbers that are popping up. I'm going to throw out a random low-end trade target that I feel like I haven't really heard others talk about, but uh, I think would fit perfectly into the Indians, both in terms of contract and what he would bring to them. So... We went in-depth on Kluber yesterday. I thought we'd have some, and my cat wants to apparently talk about him more. Uh, I thought we'd go into some of these fun stats that I was going through. So, right now in the Cleveland Indians, they are led in home runs by Leonis Martin, who has five. Now, he's been scuffling a bit at the plate of late. What's interesting with him is that he, while he might lead the team in home runs, he does not lead them in slugging percentage. As a matter of fact... The Indians' home run leader, his slugging percentage is all of 389. What makes this so interesting and made it something I wanted to pull, look out, and comment on is the fact that the average slugging percentage in 2016 was 417. So the player leading the Indians in home runs has a below league average slugging percentage. Just kind of a, a food for thought statistical uh, point to take at the start of this podcast today. Now, obviously the Indians could stand to add some power. They could stand to add bats anywhere. Um, They have a roster where you can make it work with what they have in place and the performances so far this year. If I just go over here and you just look at something simple like OPS, the players with an OPS over 700 are who have played with the Indians this year are Carlos Santana, Kevin P., Brad Miller, and Francisco Lindor. The next two best are Leonis Martin and Jake Bowers. After that comes Roberto Perez, which might surprise some people. Then Naquin, Luplo, Carlos Gonzalez, Hanley Ramirez. Then Jose Ramirez, Mike Freeman. Then you get down to Kipnis. After that, it's Max Morhoff, Greg Allen, and Eric Stemetz before we would hit the pitchers. So it's a, it's quite a diverse group of names. Now, OPS is far from a perfect stat. One of the big problems is it weighs slugging more than it weighs on base percentage. It's not an equal divide. So if we use something, you know, a lot of people use OPS+. plus, A lot of people use weighted on base percentage. Let's use one of those advanced stats and see what they say. So if I pop over to fan graphs and we look at two stats there in particular that I think always uh, are really good ones to judge players offensively are weighted on base percentage and weighted runs, uh, or WRC plus, uh, which is for runs created. So when we look at the weighted on base percentage, um, a score of, is it 320 is about league average. So pulling up the Indians, they have three hitters this year who had a 320 or better. Carlos Santana, Kevin Peeth, and Brad Miller. Again, Brad Miller's name is uh, is coming up. It's it, one of those things where 
a lot of people made a big deal about how a big deal shouldn't be made about the cutting of Miller, but you can't escape the fact that he had been an effective hitter this year for the Indians before they let him go. Next up would be Jordan Luplow um, at 313, Leonis Martin, Jake Bowers, and then Francisco Lindor, your guys who are above a 300 weighted on base percentage. Now, runs created plus is even easier because 100 is an average score. The players above 100 are Carlos Santana and Kevin P. Next, it goes Brad Miller, Jordan Leplo, Leonis Martin, Jake Bowers, and Francisco Lindor, the only players who are above an 80, which is two derivations away from average. Again, not ideal. And I know I've been harping on the offense this year, but it's it's a really, uh, really bad offense. So one of the players I kind of wanted to look at is when you look at the players who are performing for the Indians, Bowers can play in the outfield. It opens up that DH position where they could add any potential bat. And there is a player that stood out for me who makes all of... Ah, I scrolled up and I lost it. Makes three point five million dollars this year. At this point, he is uh, he's probably earned you know some of that off of there. You're looking at maybe you can get three million. Maybe if you pay a little bit better prospect, you can uh, you can get the other team to cover all of that. If that is really an issue for the Indians, uh, the player is thirty three years old, free agent at the end of the year, signed to a one year deal on a team that has a top ten pick this year, and is currently under five hundred. They would lead the Indians in home runs if they were to trade for this player. His weighted on base is so far this year a 331. And his WRC, his runs created is 100. And his slugging percentage is 488. Now, going back, if uh, I don't blame you if you don't remember how the Indians stacked up, but in terms of slugging percentage, and I've never really discussed slugging percentage in general, but his 488 would be second to Carlos Santana, his WRC plus and his weighted on base percentage, his runs created and his on base percentage would both be third behind Santana and Kevin P this year. And Kevin P has not been a regular. So he would essentially be the Indians second best bat this year in terms of his production. And the player I am talking about is former Indian Estrubal Cabrera. Now, many people might not have the fondest memories of Estrubal when he left Cleveland. I, amongst you, uh, he was really scuffling. And 2014 and 2015, which were years where he bounced around, Cleveland traded him away in 2014. 2015, he went to Tampa and was... No, I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, 2013 and 2014. So 2013 is his second to last year in Cleveland. They traded him away in 2014. Both of those years, he struggled. Those are the only years in his career, though, since he turned the age of 25, where he had a below 100 OPS plus. Um, Bouncing all around stats today. Uh, If I go... Went the wrong way again. If we go back to some of the other stats that we talked about, if we go and we look at that weighted on-base percentage and his runs created value, those are also stats where he has not had a below average league score since those two years in Cleveland, which is funny because those were years for him that were age 27, 28. Those are supposed to be those prime years. And instead, he struggled. Uh, But even his struggles that year would be welcome on the Indians right now. Um, His 
OPS and runs created were in the 90s, which would be good scores for the Indians. And I, I just bring it up because Estruble could play a few positions on the infield if you need him. You obviously don't want him to be your everyday shortstop, but he could handle second. He could play second base. It's not going to be the prettiest thing, but is it the prettiest thing with Kipnis out there? And the offensive production you get from uh, Cabrera versus Kipnis is um, vastly improved. And if you're thinking, well, Cabrera, he's old. You know, Kipnis is is young. He's He's got to have better legs under him. Uh, Asheville Cabrera is currently 33 years old. He'll be 34 in November. Jason Kipnis is currently 32. He'll be 33 in April. It's not a huge age gap between the two players. Um, Asheville was just so young when he debuted that it makes us feel like he's older than he actually is. And again, it's a player who is productive. Um, he's a l- above league average hitter who can play multiple spots on your infield. He can fill in. He's making $3.5 million. He would be, statistically, the Indians' second-best hitter so far this year if he was with them. And Texas isn't really a team that looks like they're going places. They're starting to call up their younger players. They don't need Cabrera. He's someone that if they could flip for an asset, and it wouldn't be a hugely pricey asset either. Um, you know, I just kind of look through stuff with Texas and you're, you know, maybe there's even something where you can try to get another piece out of them and flip a bigger name prospect. The Indians have acquired in the past about Joey Gallo. I don't think Gallo is going anywhere. So that's a no-go. Chu is playing very well, but makes too much money. Uh, Logan Forsyth might be an interesting one. Uh, Was really good in Tampa. He is playing well this year mostly playing first base for them and he is a uh you know he's he he struggled in LA when that trade went through it just didn't click with him in LA he didn't play well in Minnesota last year this year he's playing better but uh you know it's definitely not someone you're you're looking to jump on just because uh he's playing well right now but just you know name to know he's playing extremely well uh, in terms of just other like blasts from the past names playing really well in Texas this year, that blast from the past you got Hunter Pence who's doing well as a bench bat. He's hitting, he's got three home runs this year. He's hitting over three hundred, I want to say, for the uh, the Texas Rangers. Now hitting two ninety eight, but still OPS plus of what nineteen. Danny Santana also has three home runs. Uh, he's playing like a man possessed out there. Uh, a a, a a beast uh, statistically right now and so if 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 you're texas santana is playing so well you probably want to get him more at bats he's only 28 you have multiple years of control moving astrubal cabrera who if you're the indians a proven bat unlike a forsyth who has had his ups and downs and santana who's never really performed before this year and pence who is 36 uh, it makes sense for them to want to open a spot to maybe give Santana a longer look and acquire prospects, acquire um, more pitching capital. If you are the Texas Rangers, maybe you even look. You know, it's it's a it's a team that is patched together. Uh, Mike Miner, Lance Lynn, Shelby Miller. That is your your 
th- uh, three big names in your rotation. Uh, Drew Smiley, who is currently hurt, and Edison Volquez, who is also currently hurt, are the next two guys. Jose Leclerc, they just demoted today. Uh, Sean Kelly is 35 years old, um, experience in the past closing. He's been really effective so far this year in 12 games. So maybe there is a world where you can get Sean Kelly and I. you don't You don't think so? Well, Kit Kat disagrees with me. But you can get Elvis and – not Elvis Andrews, sorry. You get Astrubal Cabrera. You can see Astrubal Andrews is why I was had some confusion there. You get Cabrera and Sean Kelly, a 33- and a 35-year-old who aren't part of the future plans of this Rangers team. One of the things you could maybe do is work out a deal with them to take the protections off of Kyle Dowdy, who is uh, went to the Mets in the Rule 5 and was claimed by the Rangers, and he's struggling a bit in their pen. Uh, just last year started to throw that upper heat, could probably use a little bit more refinement, but they can't dem- they're in that no-man's land where they don't want to lose him, but they can't demote him. So part of the deal could be taking off some of that restrictions and then maybe a back end of the top 10 prospect maybe one of those uh, rookie ball players the type of guys they were moving last year in deals uh, maybe a Carlos Vargas or someone of that level uh, a, a ceiling prospect who is really far away um, but is not shown enough where you're probably looking to avoid moving him uh, trying to go through and pull out some other names maybe I don't know how much value Marco Gonzalez has or Quentin Wilson at this point. I don't know if you're willing to give up and Aaron uh, Brachio, but that's what I'd be looking at is one of those guys who's still in the rookie league plus taking those protections off and Astrupal Cabrera would immediately be the five hitter for the Cleveland Indians. He's just going to be, uh, he's, he's steady. He is consistent and steady, and he has been for the last five years. Estrubal Cabrera, bring him back. Sean Kelly, another arm that could help. So that is my proposed like lower-end deal. Uh, it's not a lot of salary. It's not a lot of big names. You're not giving up top prospects. Uh, the cat agrees with me. Estrubal Cabrera and Sean Kelly. Indians, go at him. So that's taken a lot of our time, but... Uh, I will pull up and talk about the Akron Rubber Ducks for the uh, the second half of this show. I want to remind everyone to go on Locked ZipRecruiter, uh, and it's ZipRecruiter.com backslash Locked On. Uh, you can try it for a month free. They are the sponsor this week. Um, they, they we just added them as they sponsor this week, so. When you get down there and you look at the rubber ducks, it's uh, a lot of players who have forced matriculation is what I'd call it sometimes as a teacher or not forced matriculation, uh, social matriculation is what it's called. That is where a student would not be uh, benefit from being retained, so they just kind of move up with their peers, and that is the rubber ducks roster. Uh Daniel Johnson is an interesting outfield prospect. Uh, he's still doing what uh, what I talked about last week. Power, walks, three-outcome talent with uh, you know just oozing tools. The question is, will he hit enough? That's all still there. 
Mitch Longo continues to play well, doing a little bit of everything. Just uh, you don't know if he has enough power to play in one of the corners. Probably a future fourth outfielder. Ernie Clement is currently hurt. He's really the only other prospect of note down there. Pitching-wise, this is where it gets a little more interesting. Uh, Zach Sandland has been working... Zach, man. <laughs> I want to talk about Zach Plesak next, so I'm combining guys. Nick Sandland working out of the pen, the, sex, the second round pick from a year ago. Just a guy to keep your eyes on. They drafted him as a quick mover. I will talk about Plesak because when Cooper went down, everyone wanted to ask me about him. Plesak was, as a sophomore, on par with Eric Lauer. They were viewed as these potential high picks from the MAC. Plesak got hurt. Lauer went on to be a first rounder. This year, in five starts, Plesak has three walks in 31 innings and 28 strikeouts. He's given up three runs and 19 hits. He has been dynamite. Uh, he's a player who's really raised his profile, where if you go and you look at Sam Henkes, who was viewed as the number two pitcher in system and the top left-hander, also has five starts, 21.1 innings, so 10 innings less. He's given up 19 earned runs, so six times as much, 22 strikeouts, 13 walks. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. He's got an ERA over eight, while Plesax is .86. Plesak is really elevating his profile. He was one of those guys who I had on my top 30, but closer to 20 than to 10. Uh, I can't wait to go see him this year and kind of update my scouting report, see what's changed, talk to people. But uh, he's a player to watch down there. He's someone who is emerging for them right now statistically, and we'll have to see if he can keep it up. But uh Plesak needs to be on your radar if you are an Indians fan. And then the other pen arm, the other arm in general is a pen arm, is James Karinchok, who 10 innings, 24 strikeouts. He struck out 24 of of the 30 outs he's recorded, 24 have come on the strikeout. He's only walked two. That was always kind of his big uh, bugaboo was he was very, uh, he had control issues back to Bryant College where he's a starter. The Indians drafted him late in day two and made him a pen arm. Interesting guy and uh, interesting arm. The 24 to 2 strikeout to walk ratio, only two hits. No one's touching him as a closer for the Rubber Ducks. So, right now, if I was to list the prospects in order of where I would rank them amongst players who are playing, not on the injured reserve, Johnson won. Plesak 2, Hentges 3. I'm still going to... There's a lot of stuff I liked a year ago. I'm always slow to drop. Karinchok 4 and Sandlin 5. Karinchok is really setting himself up to be a... About this entire group, the most likely player to pitch in the majors for the Indians this year. No game today. I didn't even review the Seattle Mariners because we know what we're facing there. Still found a way to uh, go over the the target time for this and give us nearly 20 minutes of Indians baseball. So as always, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Emma B draft. Tell me what you think. Estrubal Cabrera. Yay. Nay. Good idea or not. Uh, if you've been down to Akron, I'd love to hear what you think about any of these guys that you've seen this year. And as always go tribe. <laughs>